Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com, and you're listening to the Alex Merced cast. And uh, basically, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode, and in today's episode, we'll talk about two things. Uh, inflation. Um, basically, the fact that inflation is pretty high right now. And I want to just point out two things. Like A lot of people always like try to say, like, inflation is not something to worry about, not something to worry about. Um, always trying to point out that, like, basically, they have this imagination of mild inflation the idea that hey you have two three percent inflation chances are you know that's going to lead to increases in wages because you know things are going up so it would be the price of labor um and price of goods and all that stuff but that also means the price of assets because you know that turns into corporate profits so corporate profits going up so the stock prices go up and this is a good thing as long as we can maintain this sort of like two three percent inflation everything kind of just virtuously kind of goes up that's sort of like the general government mantra and basically it's avoid deflation at all costs okay so pump as much money as you can to avoid deflation now deflation is bad and inflation is bad from the point of view of like human suffering okay now in the sense like in the same way that like having a fever can suck it's oftentimes the result of your body fighting a disease that it has it's it's the disease itself isn't the fever itself isn't the disease it's the result of a disease that already existed um, and same thing with like many symptoms. Like the symptoms are just things that happen because there's some things that are are not well. Um, but and so same thing with like inflation and deflation. Like they happen because there are things that are unwell. Or you know deflation happens because there's like an overall pessimism in the economy, uh, a shortfall in the like too little money in a sense, um, and that causes you know then people's expectations of prices continue down. You, you end up in that like sort of uh, deflationary spiral, but these things never happen forever because, again, no one's just permanently pessimistic or permanently optimistic. Inflation, kind of the opposite. Basically, what happens is that you have too much money, people, um, and that's causing, that does cause like increases in wages, but then people keep buying more stuff, and then, um, then you know, you add in like supply chain issues because basically things may, may or may not be able to scale, um, so prices go up, and then what happens eventually, like prices are going up faster than people's wages um so then you end up in the situation where people can't buy as much and that causes businesses to start uh having to to then you, you start having to like deflate because basically you know you either end up people end up taking loans and debt to kind of make up that sort of like shortfall and you end up with this debt overhang that eventually has to kind of root itself out or you know you know you have intervention which would coincide with like increases in rates as people demand money to borrow but where like the Fed cuts cuts it out early and like raises rates to, to, to preempt all that happening. But either way, you're gonna have sort of like this deflationary spiral right now. This is why a lot of people would think like, hey, we have high inflation. Why aren't stock prices going up? Isn't inflation cause stock prices to go up? But stock prices reflect what people like expect down the road. So people who bought stock prices up expecting inflation, that was before the inflation happened. Because again, stock prices are a reflection of expectations. So now that we're in the midst of inflation, people are expecting that eventually that inflation, that inflation is going to hit a peak, and on the other side of that peak is going to be, well, deflation, aka recession. Um, and that's why you see everything kind of going down in price. But that also means you have buying opportunities. So right now, again, you don't know when that bottom is. Yes, things are probably going to go lower than they are now. But the question is like, when do you hit that bottom? So that's why, like me personally, I'm right now just kind of going through this cycle of just like putting in a little bit like every month every week to slowly you know hit those different price points and kind of have a good average price called dollar cost averaging 
but I can't always remember that. Don't focus on what is happening now, but focus on what is the result of now. Because again, you always want to, things are priced based on the future, not based on where they are now, where things are now. Okay. <clears throat> so those are my thoughts on inflation. Second is like, you're just seeing like a lot of different like cultural issues take hold. And part of it is politics. Part of it is like basically one way to get people out to the polls is to convince them that if their party doesn't win, you know, it's the fall of society. Okay. It's going to fall into complete sort of like totalitarianism or it's going to become like, you know, complete hedonism, you know, whatever, like and it's all extreme. Like at the end of the day, most people are just trying to live their lives. Um, and, you know, if we do really want a, a, a better world, it's not a world where we demonize each other. It's a world where we just let each other exist and give each other the space to exist. The problem is that doesn't really lend well to successful politicking. Okay. I mean, generally you, you, you build a passionate base by telling them that you're the only person who can fix their problems and, and, you know, creating like this sort of narrative that everyone else is evil. Um, which is kind of why I've kind of like faded away from being very like politically active just because like, to me, the solution always is, is just by being a good person, like being nice to people, uh, you know, just um, encouraging people to live the best lives they can and, and be as good to others as they can. Okay, it doesn't matter what you agree with or what you disagree with. If you just focus on being good, other people will in turn be better. And overall, everyone will be better. Like all the other stuff works itself out. Um, but, you know, you can't, that's something you can only really do in your own personal life. You can only really like, choose to be personally good to others, uh, be tolerant, be forgiving, be kind, um, and build that virtuous effect. The more people just get too wrapped up in politics and sort of thinking about politics as the end all be all, the more people just kind of like get focused on like, well, you know, there's all these consequences. There's all these things on the line if we don't win. So I need to do whatever to win. And you know, that whole demonization effect. So it's just kind of frustrating. Um, mainly because there are there are lives at stake i mean basically when you demonize people uh, those people do suffer um do suffer because uh, society treats them differently and then you all constantly have this conflict with you know different like uh classes of people sort of rebalance power in society and basically what happens generally you have you know and again you can look at this in different vectors but generally there's some sort of class of people who generally has sort of cultural power it just means that like there's more of them in positions of power uh, they generally have more wealth, um, and people are just going to naturally sort of like empathize more with people similar to them. So then this creates a dynamic where like, you know, more people like them, you know, they're going to give, and it's not like, it's not like people consciously do this. It's like, you know, sit there and like, you know, people do want to just do a favor and they want to go give their cousin an opportunity or, you know, they, they interview like three candidates and just one candidate just kind of reminds them of themselves more. It's not like they were like they hated the other candidate or just like the other candidates. It's like, well, this this person reminds me of a young me, so I'm gonna hire them. Um, and this kind of thing. So then what it does is just like that power sort of reinforces itself. Well, generally, what happens is that the class that's out of power, um, eventually, you know, says it. And then again, that generally that that out of power class oftentimes suffers a lot for it. Not again, maybe not necessarily some of it over you know people like just become be, begin to associate that then classes just like oh they just don't have you know it's just destiny that that, that that things are bad for them or something wrong with them is the reason why things are not great for them and whatnot and you, you and then this becomes like a social narrative um you know where basically 
deeper levels of oppression kind of start to happen. People start to think negative things. Um, the neighborhood, you know, basically people don't want to necessarily be around uh, the, the outclass. So then what happens is like, you don't get as much investment in their neighborhoods. You don't have as much consideration to their neighborhoods and you end up having sort of like this sort of like inequality kind of happens, but that's a cultural thing. And, but eventually what happens is that people eventually get fed up and then they stand up and they say, Hey, you know what? Uh, we don't like this state of things. So we're going to push to have more. It doesn't necessarily mean people have less, but what happens is that, you know, once that starts being ameliorated uh, culturally, like people, you know, people start realizing like, hey, why, why, why are we, you know, why are we this cultural state where, you know, why is X bad and why is Y good? You know, people start uh, trying to address it. And um, you, if you're in, in the currently in power class you start to notice it not in the sense that you necessarily you you now have like you're worse off but you start noticing that like things aren't as easy as before okay it were like things that you just never thought things you took for granted now suddenly you can no longer take for granted and it feels like you've lost okay but it's just because now like there's more competition you know there's more competition for jobs more but not but now it becomes you know sort of river suppression um and again there's going to be people who get caught in the sidelines people who you know, weren't who, you know, are tangentially associated with sort of the empower class, but were struggling on their own. And now they're caught in these kind of like transitional phases. Um, and again, this whole has to do with anything, everything outside of law. So I'm, just not, I'm not talking about politics and just like the natural sort of evolution of just sort of social dynamics. So you always have different groups in any society. You can take a look at these exact dynamics pretty much in any country, anywhere. And you can kind of see these things kind of play out. Okay. Bottom line is like, even if you believe in like, you know equality you believe in sort of like the values if you're in power and you're enjoying certain like benefits aka privileges you don't necessarily want to lose them i mean who would um and vice versa like you know if, if the other and the thing is that there it, privilege is a double-edged sword okay generally when you're in a privileged class there's higher expectations of you so basically you know like what point uh are you considered to have like failed becomes is, is a much like higher bar to have to like reach in a sense uh, vice versa, like when you're in like uh, when you're in an outclass because of sort of like the cultural dynamic and the cultural expectation has become less, whether that's fair or not, what happens is like the hurdle you have to to overcome to be considered like, oh, wow, you did really good uh, becomes less. And that's not necessarily fair. And again, over time, that becomes, you know, as you have cultural struggles to kind of equalize sort of cultural perspectives uh, that that gets ameliorated. But my, my point being is just, it's just saying like, it's not, you know, all it's not all sunshine, whether you're on the whether you're in the in power group or the out power group. Um, because again, there is sort of like this game of expectations that comes with with wealth and power and whatnot. Okay, now it's like basically it's like well, you have these things, so you should be able to do things with them, and if you fail to, you it you have to do a lot more to 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 sort of justify any kind of uh, praise per se. Because you, you started at a higher, theoretically at a higher place, <coughs> or in a better off spot, which is fine. <coughs> Apologize there. If you superimpose these sort of expectations on people who actually are off better off, but again, it's not always so simple. You have people who are again associated with like these different like stratifications that may not necessarily be really starting off with the kind of advantages you think they do, and now they they start off they don't have the advantages, but they also have the high expectations. And that's kind of like the worst place to be, okay? To basically have none of the benefits of the of the privileged group you are associated with, 
but then have all the expectations of being associated with that group as far as like when when are you considered sort of like successful or a positive uh contributor to society so it's interesting to kind of see like these social dynamics and again like this is not like speaking to any particular conflict you can take a look at all social conflicts between different types of stratifications of like people and you'll kind of see these dynamics at play um and the re and the reason why i talk about it this way and i don't call out like specific examples is because like my always goal is to, to share to help people identify like common trends because you start realizing like at the end of the day you start looking around and you know what these trends are you just see the same thing over and over again and you realize like nothing is as novel or unique as as people within the conflict oftentimes say it is but hopefully like this was all very interesting um at the end of the day like what is what is the best way to make the world better by making your life better and being better to the people around you um and not causing people unneeded strife okay and and you know when you meet people who are being maligned be kind to them um because again they're going to pay that forward um we can't expect everyone to think the same we can't expect everybody to want the same and we can't generally expect people to stop striving for power and abusing that power but you know the majority of our day-to-day -day lives isn't determined by any of those things the majority of our day-to-day -day lives is is just us interacting with other people we can have a high amount of influence on how that plays out so my name is alex merced from alexmerced.com have a great day and enjoy